Yo, yo, what up, y'all? It is your boy, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. We are jumping right into the motherfucking shit. You are listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. I ain't even got to tell you guys, you know what the deal is. We are doing a little something different today. This is a Dust Brothers production, all that good shit. My man, Miles, my man, Jordan. Uh, original music by Lakey Lake. Guys, we're going to get right into it. You want to know why? Because I am getting on a motherfucking flight. 14-hour flight to Japan. I have not left the country. Mexico don't count. I have not been on a flight across the earth in three years. We are coming up almost on three years. I mean, I, mean, I, I was in Dubai, London, a bunch of other places. And uh, I was in Europe. Now I was in Asia, right when the motherfucking pandemic started. Okay, guys. So... I'm a little bit nervous. Not nervous like in a bad way. I just got a lot of shit going on here. And we're going to talk about that. I still got to shave my wig. I got to take a shower. I got to do a few things. But we're going to get it in. And I want to talk about something that's been going on. Especially, I think, because my nerves are just the maximum. It's called running on thin. That's when the gas tank's already E. It's been on E. The light's been on now you passed E. And it's when you really find out what the fuck is left in your tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, your gas tank holds 22 gallons, right? You didn't went to 22 gallons. And now you still got to get to your destination. And that's where I'm at right now with it. Not many people are going to understand. You know, my cousin kind of understands Jordan, Winter, he's not going to understand. That doesn't mean he's not going to be compassionate and everything, right? My agent, no, nah, not going to understand. My mom, she couldn't understand. Different type of shit. And my mom is a beast. My mom is a beast who's working 81-hour weeks, sleeping at her factory. She is, at man, that is my ultimate idol. But the question is, that you guys might be asking while you're driving right now is, did I take on too much? Did I bite more than I can chew? Not at all. A lot of times, it ain't about biting more than you can chew. A lot of times, you just eating all day long, 24 hours a motherfucking day. And I take that intermittent fasting shit with life. You know? All right, cool. I eat for 10 hours. I fast for 14. Right? Weekdays, Monday to Thursday, I eat for eight hours, I fast for 16. After 12 hours, your body starts really burning all that fat. And the thing is, I do have a lot of shit going on. I have demands from sponsors, which, you know, probably jumped into this not knowing what was going on with me. They're going to get, I always make, you know, I always deliver. It's just, I think because I'm leaving the country and leaving some businesses that are being ran. People are there working, you know. I don't think they're working and, you know, going in circles and just twiddling their thumbs. But a lot of stuff hits right at those times. I have a maximum of about maybe two or three meetings a day. I can't do more than that because my mind can't take three totally different things 
I don't do meetings in the same relay. Let's, for instance, I don't go meet my agent and talk about TaylorMade and then go meet TaylorMade the same day. Nah, we don't do all that. I do three different things. So probably some jewelry business. Then I got personal business, whether that be stuff with agency. And then I got family business, right? When I do three meetings, it's just two different things. That's, that's a maximum day. Because what I put in a two-hour meeting, shit, it's longer than a fucking podcast episode. No, I'm, shit, it's, it's way longer than that. And um, things have to run smooth, right? You know, like expect the unexpected. No, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> nah, I, I, don't, I don't play like that no more, right? I don't run on someone else's time anymore. I'm run on my time. Now, for those of you guys who are in your 20s, you're going to have to run on probably someone else's time. Even if you are independent, you're going to have to depend on somebody's checks. You know, to depend on certain things, right? At 35, you know, yeah, maybe. 25 for sure. Maybe not 41, I might have had to been on, you know, run on someone else's time. 49, nah. No, sir. No. And it ain't being selfish. I just run on my time because if I don't, I'm going to spaz. I'll have a seizure. Speaking of seizures, man, shout out to Brandy. I feel terrible. I don't really know Brandy. I've, I've met her a few times, but she had a seizure. And I'm sure some people, they just, you know, and again, it could be epilepsy. It could be a bunch of things. It could be, But some people just go into shock. And they just, some people have exhaustion. They get um, dehydrated. And I noticed that. I get really close to those fucking moments, right? It ain't easy, no matter how much money you have. If you're busy and you mix three kids in, it's a different ballgame. My mom had three kids, right? She worked her ass off. My mom wasn't famous like that though, right? And I have to put this in perspective because you know I always talk about the fact that I'm not, I don't look at myself as a celebrity, right? I get followed around like one. I get hit up like one. I get recognized like one. Walk like a duck, act like a duck, right? What am I really talking about here? I am very overwhelmed at the moment. It could be the flight. It could be the fact that I have paid sponsorships that uh, are depending me to, to perform, you know, properly. I got some other shit that's coming up. That ain't even really stressing me out. That's just an annoying thing, right? It's like, imagine you're like, you're working, you're tired, and you got a bunch of other shit that matters. And then you got some stupid ass dumb shit, some fucking nonsense, some fucking gnats, just annoying. And you swat them and you kill them and they don't give a fuck because there's so many of them, right? It's just, it's just fucking annoying. But you mix three kids in and it's different. And for something, I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know if it's there's fucking toxins in there. I don't know if it's fucking mercury or retrograde. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But all three of my kids are wearing me down thin. I can't imagine what they're doing to my wife. I've actually been very, very good at not raising my voice. London's been sick, right? And it's like, fuck, not now. You know what I'm saying? Especially when going to school. The good thing is, you know, well, the bad thing is, shit, we don't really have any help. My wife doesn't have any help. But, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, shit, you know, you got money, whatever. I wish that was a, a cure because we just can't have anybody babysitting the kids it's just no it's been like two people who babysit the kids ever and watch them period there's nobody else 
You ain't gonna, it's just not gonna happen. I mean, I might be kind of cool with certain people. Maybe my wife, forget about it. Nobody. Unless it's just literally blood. And even then, it's like, she wouldn't let my sister watch them. She wouldn't let her brother watch them. All three, they couldn't handle it. My three kids would wear them out. You know, and London's pretty chill, but it's just all three together, they turn into a little fucking gang. They're the little rascals. You know? And I'm going to be gone for a week. And of course, that week, I mean, I'm losing damn near a full day just traveling. And that's when I'm planning to get my best sleep. Well, not my best sleep, my most sleep. And probably get my best thought process going where I can kind of clear my head. I'll have Wi-Fi on the plane. By the time you hear this episode, I'll already be up in the sky for a few hours. And um, I'm not looking forward to the the jet lag and the time difference. Sometimes it hits you fucked up. I think when you don't get enough sleep is when it hits you worse. And I'm pretty good at doing the caffeine thing, doing a Benadryl and figuring it all out and everything, right? I'm just going to make sure I'm getting as much motherfucking sleep as I can so that when I land, I hit the ground running. I'm not fucking around. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking swinging for the fences. I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? Tying the batten down the hatches. But I, you know, th- this is a show about me, right? And it's about something I, that I can give you guys some sort of tools. And again, it's not that I bit off more than I can chew. It's that I got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a couple snacks in between. And that's not intermittent fasting, really, because I'm, you know, I'm, Really, you could still have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just kind of, you know, you're supposed to separate at least four or five hours between each meal. That don't happen, right? And so what's going on is I got, for breakfast, I got, you know, my jewelry. For lunch, I got my agency, right? All my sponsors. And then for dinner, I got every other business that I own. And then for dessert and snacks, I got a family. And those snacks are 3,000 calories each. So if that's not making any sense to you, what I'm getting at is I'm full as a motherfucker. And it's a lot when everything comes together. And ideally, I did these because, you know, I'm good at a few things, right? And when I'm good at something, I'm really good at something. Marketing is definitely one of the things I'm probably best at, right? Besides making jewelry. And the way I look at it is, you know, I throw these seeds out there, start watering the plants. Some of these plants are resilient. They don't need much sunlight. They don't need much attention. They'll grow. They'll flourish. Some of these seeds, they're going to end up dying. You know, not enough love, not enough attention, not enough sunlight, not enough water. And then you got the shit that you spend most time on. And that's where it really, you know, you know it flourishes. And, and I'm kind of juggling between, you know, a few of those. And things are going good. Don't get me wrong. But when the gardener gets tired and there ain't another gardener that can take its place, that's when shit starts falling apart. And I just feel like I'm not there. I'm just, you know, a dad and a husband and someone who's, you know, needed a a lot. Um, If it's not right or asking for time or how come you don't care? I fell down. And it's just like, damn, you know, they need a lot of attention. And um, then it's Kaya. And yesterday, Ryder 
went to jujitsu class and he got arm barred and his arm hurt. And I was just like, fuck, put ice on it. He's just, you know, these kids, man, they grew up in a different era. They're totally in a very comfortable place. They're entitled. They complain. They're cranky. They're spoiled. And, and I made it that way. I get it. And I accept it. What's crazy is London stole $20 from my pants. And I'm, I'm so fucking mind blown because London would never lie to me, ever. And I went to the range yesterday. My cash is always lined up a certain way. I have the smallest bills shown and it just goes in, in order from there. So if I have fives or tens, that would be the fives, the tens, and the twenties, then the fifties and the hundreds. And that's how it goes. Never more than like $800 or $900. And I remember I used to carry five to $6,000 all the time. Why? I don't know. Also, a lot of it was because I had bad credit. And if I ever really wanted something, I just knew I had the cash right then and there. I don't know. It was an insecurity thing. It was something now. I, man, I mean, I use cash to pay my employees and stuff, but it's like pointless. I have fucking excellent credit. I can go fucking charge anything. I can go get a motherfucking car right now before I even fucking jump on this fucking plane. No cap, I can probably do it. Um, I ain't talking about some bullshit. I'm talking about some like real shit. I have a motherfucker open up the dealership, boom, and fucking worry about the paperwork later and bring me the car in this day and age when banks aren't giving loans. But going back, I see my money is out of order. And that's never a case. I don't give a fuck what I'm doing, how fucked up I am, how much I drink at night, I end up going out, whatever. Everything's always going to be in order. And I noticed it was out of order. I was like, you know, I just put a bunch of shit in my pocket. Maybe, you know, I'm running so crazy these days. I don't even know. I got 45 free minutes. Let me hit 70 balls real quick and get this done so I can get a coffee and get the fuck out of here. So I look at my money, whatever. Don't think anything of it. It's not a big deal. But I noticed $20. Come home, having dinner, my wife. And I don't even know how it came up. But my wife's like, hey, Len, why'd you have $20, whatever? And I was like, $20, where'd you get $20 from? And he goes, dad, it's it's a lot of money, you know? Like, it's $20. And I was like, I asked mommy for it. And I was like, wait, hold on. Where'd you get $20 from? And by the way, they have piggy banks. So they have money. They have no concept yet, really, of what money is. They get their allowance in Robux, right? It's a Roblox currency. They have no idea. They have no understanding of what a dollar is. And by the time I was writer's age, I was already going to the store. So I know something costs a dollar, 50 cents, 25 cents, whatever the fuck it is. You know, different times, inflation. 20 bucks is still something. I mean, he can go shit, go to McDonald's, he can go get some candy, he can go do, he can do quite a little bit for his age. He could go do and get into all kinds of trouble and, and get all kinds of sugar rushes and everything. So I said, Lennon, where'd you get $20 from? And he goes, I found it on the floor. And I was like, Lennon, look at me. No, you didn't find it on the floor. Where'd you get $20 from? And he goes, I found it at school. I was like, no, you didn't. And even my wife was like, no, you didn't, London. Where'd you get it from? She had no idea, actually. I said, London, where'd you get it from? And she goes, and he looks down. He's just like, no, I took it from you, dad. I'm sorry. I really wanted a pencil sharpener. And I know he's asked me for it for you know quite a bit. Apparently, for some reason, his teacher is not letting him use a community pencil sharpener. And they use number two pencils. I'm actually glad they fucking you know, study penmanship and all that shit. And he's told my wife about it too. But that's not even an excuse, right? Like, <laughs> I'll get him one. It's like $4 maybe on Amazon, whatever. And the crazy part about it is, I don't even know if she'd be mad or not. I'm kind of shocked. And part of me is kind of like, damn, okay. Well, now he's testing the waters. When I was his age, I remember stealing some money when I was 10. 
I mean, shit, I went to jail already at 10. I was already in fucking jail at 10, right? In Cerritos. I've talked about this in the Katon Hustle series. When I stole, I think it was like $30 from my mom. And I remember for $5, you can go to Miller's Outpost. Miller's Outpost was something that was like the gap before the gap was there. And the gap, I don't know if you guys know this, the gap used to sell Levi's and different clothes. It wasn't just gap clothes. So fucking, this is how old I am. Jesus Christ. Miller's Outpost. Holy fuck. You could buy like a really cool OP wallet, which stands for Ocean Pacific, and they were the cool surf brand. You could buy a wallet for like under five bucks. You can go play video games. 25 cents fucking went a long way to arcade. And I don't even know why the fuck I, st- I just wanted to flex. And my mom had noticed that the money was gone. I got the ever-loving shit whipped out of me. I'll never forget. I got whipped with the motherfucking Hot Wheels racetrack. No bullshit. It was like a belt that shit was whipped. I had so many lacerations over myself that I couldn't even fucking get up. I would have got my head kicked the fuck in by my dad if I stole from my dad. Right? It was my mom that whipped my ass on this one. And I'm just thinking, we really live in different times. Right? We're in such different times. Tough love is not a thing of, of today. You can't even enforce tough love. One of my boys, he used to love all my, my tweets and talking about tough love. She, oh, fuck it. Too bad. Fuck it. You getting left. You know, I can only tell so many people so many times like, hey man, I'm out of here, whatever. And I'm leaving. I'm not sitting there to fucking, you know, to threaten them like, dog, I'm out. I'll leave. You know, if something I don't like something, man, I'm leaving, man. I'm not gonna sit around and be around some bullshit and oh man, you know, be, dog, it, those days are over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking one for the team, doing all this other stuff. I don't do none of that no more. I'm a grown ass man that has has made his path. And again, you on my time. I'm not on your time. And my boy goes, yo, man. My nephew, my my sister's son, we would get on him. They start roasting him, making jokes here and there, whatever. Tough love the whole night. It's a black guy. And his nephew killed himself. Committed suicide, 17. Now, I don't know if there's some other deeper shit going on, but I do know that I met this kid. He's a cool kid. It's crazy as fuck that, you know, tough love is just, it's way out of the question now, right? And I don't really got choice. You know, I'm running on thin right now. And I tell my kids, I'm like, listen, and I think that last night after telling London, stop yelling, stop picking on your sister, stop messing with your brother. Just, I know you're in a bad mood. Great. Go in the corner, go chill out, go watch TV, do something. You have so many different things, but I just don't want you to cause any trouble. That's it. And immediately he goes and messes with Ryder in the shower and I'm just exhausted. And I'm getting ready for this trip, you know, going to fucking Japan. And I yelled. I was like, look, I haven't yelled all day. I've tried my best not to. And the yelling part, I think might have traumatized London even worse than me putting hands on him. Because I'm not going to put hands on him, right? And he's like, you're going to kill me. You hate me. And they say things like that, you know. And it's crazy because of how much love and attention I show them. It's not enough, you know. And I can't wait till they're around a lot of people. They're in a very sheltered situation. I just want them to be around other people and understand how tough it is. One of their best friends, he has to go to like a daycare all day long. Both his parents are nurses. He's just like, he doesn't get to have anywhere near the things that these guys, they have it so good and they, they still don't get it. I just I can't wait for them to get older and understand how much 
I fucking put out for them, right? And um, again, it's just not easy no matter how much money you have. And the reason why I'm telling you guys is because it's therapeutic sometimes for me to express to you guys. I have no idea who's listening to this show. I really don't, right? I know it's a lot of people, but I'm letting you guys know what's going on with me because I had an agenda of things I want to talk about. Maybe I get to them, maybe I don't. But I know when I get to Tokyo, there's going to be a whole lot of different things. I brought extra mic. I might, you know, I don't know. Ruby Rose is out there. For those of you who don't know, she's like a, the new little Kim. She's a friend of mine because she used to date Playboy Cardi. And Cardi's like my little bro. And then we just became friends. We're cool, whatever. I'm obviously going out there with Cuddy. Maybe I get Cuddy on the mic. I don't know what the fuck. I got all kinds of different surprises that could fucking happen out there. I'm going to play golf out there. And that's another thing too. I play golf because I'm getting into the business of golf but I've learned to truly love the game of golf because it balances me out. I could tune everything out, kids, wife, problems, anything, and just focus on that. Because if you don't, then you're going to suck. You could be going and dying and whatever the fuck you got going on, you're going to focus on a golf shot if you want to be good. And it's something I've never had in my entire life. It is a void that has been filled now like no other. Even making money for the first time, what wasn't like this. That's how serious I am telling you that this shit has filled an empty space in my existence that I, I wish I had early, you know, but I'm here now. And of course I'm playing golf in Tokyo. And I've said that already. And we'll talk about my shitty ass round that some people have been playing for 10 years and wish they could fucking score that good. And it is what it is. I, I don't celebrate mediocrity, you know what I'm saying? It's just not my life. And I've played more golf this year than a lot of guys who I know are good have played in three years, right? But going back, that's where the balance comes in. I'm on the golf course, my phone ain't on. I'm not taking videos. You ever seen a video, whatever, boom? Maybe some joking at the first tee. After that, you don't see no videos. You ever see videos? Hey, I'm on my phone. Someone sent them to me or something, but I ain't taking no videos. I ain't taking no calls, no texts when I'm there. And... I think that a lot of people, including people who know me, they don't know what it's like to run this machine. They don't know what it's like to run this train. You know what I'm saying? Be the front cabin, middle, the caboose. The fuck, there's a lot of shit going on right now. Like for real, for real. And a lot of people, they're, um, you know, nervous in their lives because, you know, they're, um, you know, there's a lot of people I know in my life that are in their mid-20s to like early 30s and even mid-30s. And those are the times where you have probably the most stomach aches, the most headaches, a lot of anxiety. Do you want to know why? Because there's so much uncertainty in your life. You don't know what you're going to do, where you're going to be in five years, where you're going to be in 10 years. Some people are just like, fuck it. You know, I don't give a fuck. You know, whatever. I'll get a stimulus check. I'll get this. Dog, man, you know, that's most of America. And I don't want to say it's sad because that's just where they are. But you got to make that change. You got to figure it out. All right. Am I built for this? Maybe you aren't. Some people aren't and it's fine. Was I built for it? I'm motherfucking living proof that I did. You know what I'm saying? That that I'm built for it. It's just, it's really getting close to checkout time and I'm running thin. So the moral of this entire intro of this show is do not try to eat too much. There's no benefit in it. 
What happens when you eat too much? You get fat. Start getting stomach aches. Start feeling like shit. It's not buying more than you can chew. Then you choke. That's a whole different thing. I'm talking about a whole different metaphor. I'm talking about eating too much in business. And now it's time to select what's got to go. And a year from now, my several businesses will be a couple businesses. God willing, in two, three years, there will be this podcast at probably one time a month, twice a month max. There'll be golf business and there'll be me be a bad dad. That's it. You know, I shit. I'm still going to be waking up at fucking 6 a.m. Still going to be doing what I got to do as a dad. And that's already a full-time job. So just letting you guys know a little bit about what's going on with money because the money is just not, it's cool. It makes things convenient. But at the same time too, I couldn't live with myself if when I leave here in this earth, I couldn't assist helping my kids and my wife out or whatever it may be. I have no idea who is around. I just love providing. That's just something I love doing. I love providing. And the thing about it is, if I was selfish, I wouldn't need to take care of fucking anybody. I would have never had kids if I was selfish. You shouldn't have kids if you can't afford to have them. Your kids didn't ask to be here. You don't get any extra props for taking your kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. So that's why I tell people, I waited a long ass time to have children because I knew when I was ready. And now that I'm ready, it's still a heavy fucking task. All right? So just wanted to spit that. More life shit. We ain't talking about no motherfucking Rolls Royces, no Gucci, no watches, no fucking cars, nothing else, whatever. Just real life shit that's going on right now before I jump on this plane, man. So we're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back. If you keep on saying you need to make a budget but never do it, if somehow you keep missing credit card payments, if you're afraid to look at your bank statements, then it's time for you to take back control of your financial life. Meet Rocket Money, formerly True Bill, our favorite financial app, my favorite financial app. So why did True Bill change its name to Rocket Money? True Bill is now backed by Rocket Companies and has grown from a bill management app into a full-on personal finance empowerment tool that helps over 3.4 million people with budgeting, lowering bills, canceling subscriptions, and more. You all know I use this app often. Been talking about it since before they even sponsored the show. Members on average save $700 a year. Nobody uses it more than I do, and I can tell you that it works wonders. And with all that growth comes the next evolution in Truebill's story, a new name. Bottom line, Rocket Money is everything I've loved about Truebill, but with just a fresh look and a fresh feel. Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com. 
rocketmoney.com/baller that's rocketmoney.com/baller or download the app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store guys have you heard about me talk about my company captain picks i own a company called captain picks okay with all the money being made in sports betting if you're serious about being smart then you need to join my crew at captainpicks.com with nfl nba ufc mlb pga soccer college football and more there are so many ways to win and make cash why are we the best because we care we care about your winnings we care about your time and making it fun you can make friends you can stack wins We have a membership plan that fits every budget and if you opt in for a subscription there are big savings to be had and more importantly money to be made. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one get one free. That's captainpicks.com with promo code BALLER to get a daily or weekly buy one get one free. Join tonight thank me later let's make some cash y'all so i was supposed to have the guys from la in a minute on the podcast they're supposed to do the interview yesterday morning i couldn't do it i had some random errands to go handle i want to take my wife out to lunch and have a lunch date with her i wanted to sit down with my cousin and go over a strategy for this Japan trip because I'm meeting with Murakami. We got to go over this this thing and we're about to launch a fucking major, major announcement with this currency that we're a part of. I ain't talking about crypto, motherfucker. I'm talking about some real shit that is tangible and that is real for real here. I've talked about it before. Um. So yeah, I had to, I had to push that back. I had to say no to Rick Caruso. Thought long and hard about it. You know, he had a chance to get on shit months ago. Shit, many months ago. Right when everything's, you know, going on. And now it's like getting down to crunch time. And we're like a week out, maybe. Maybe two weeks max. And, you know, I, we were, we, I was reaching out. You know, we had my homie knew him. And she had made the intro. And they're on some like weirdo shit. Now it's like, fuck. They're hitting me up and everything. And, and I had time to think about it. You know? I don't want to be in politics. Right? It's one thing for me not to fucking like Trump. I just don't like the dude. I've never ever not liked somebody that much in politics. I wasn't a big fan of George Bush, but I really fucking despise Trump, right? I just decided, man, I'm staying the fuck out of it. Not a big fan of, there's something wrong with everyone, right? You got to just find which one is the, the less worse of the two, right? And Karen Bass, I'm not really a fucking fan of either. I don't fucking know. So anyways, that's done. I've been packed since a couple days ago. It's always a fucking tough thing. You know, just, I dress pretty chill. Then I fucking look at different random areas in my closet and be like, yo, I just bought this stupid ass fucking $1,300 fucking pullover from Lueve, right? I love Lueve. It's a fucking amazing brand. And I was like, fuck this. If anywhere that, if I'm going to take pictures, I'm fucking taking pictures into Japan. I'm wearing this shit. And who knows what the fuck I'm going to do with it. By the way, I'm about to start gathering up some more shit again. Even some golf polos and some golf clothes and shit that I'm just not going to wear. It's just got to go. This is too much. I like wearing the simple shit. My golf outfits have gone, you know, shit above and beyond. And I'll keep that. But 
There's just so much other shit I just need to get rid of. By the way, guys, I'm down to 176. And it seems like every week one more pound comes off when I'm already at my goal and I'm happy. And I'm getting slim and I'm starting to get, you know, I'm going to start getting right, right. So I'm going to start doing some minor, not cardio, start doing some minor weight lifting again. But yeah, no, I'm been packed, ready to go. I'm been fucking excited. I'm excited to play golf out there. By the way, guys, on Monday, I did Iman Shumpert's show. And I talked about a couple stories that we, you know, that I've said before, you know, in podcasts. But we really went into some other shit too, which was dope. I talked a little bit about the seeds and planting the seeds and watering them. And um, I've never met dude before in my entire life. It's cool that he knew who I was. And, um, you know, he's an NBA world champion. He's actually a really cool guy. And this is the second time I've done a fucking LeBron James show. It's fucking weird. I've literally done two uninterrupted shows. I forgot what the fucking company is called. Is it Springfield or some shit or Spring Hill or... I don't even know. Bottom line is LeBron's companies. And I'm just waiting for them to ask me to do it on the shop. Right? And the shop is a big fucking show. Speaking of the shop, Kanye West was supposed to be a guest on the shop. And I guess Maverick and LeBron were like, look, well, let's have this discussion about this really dangerous place you're at right now and the hate messages you're spewing with this White Lives Matter shit go. And um, it's crazy. They decided, you know, they, they got a long interview with him and all he did was just argue with them, talk stupid ass shit, whatever. And so they fucking decided to not air this episode and they're gonna probably fucking delete it. I mean, they're gonna shelve it. You know, I doubt they delete it. Pull some archives from it later, who knows. But the crazy shit is this. This ain't Andrew Tate. This is whatever. I don't give a fuck how much you're Googled. You could be the most famous person in the world that made the most Google person in the world. Guess what? Andrew Tate can walk into a middle part of fucking Japan and not a single motherfucker's gonna know who he is. He can go to Korea, no one's gonna know who he is. He can go to the Philippines, no one's gonna know who the fuck he is. He could even go to Chicago and motherfuckers might not know who he is. You know, he'll have his little fan base here and there. I get it. You know, he's, he's Googled here and there. But I'm talking about Kanye is famous for real. Kanye is a billionaire for real. You can count his pockets, right? At this point, with this leaking of the meeting that he had in the fucking Donda school, which is crazy. It just looks like a fucking cult. Yo, he's got to leave while he's on. He's, you know, he's not on top, but he's got to leave while he has a billion I think if he liquidated everything right now and just cashed the fuck out, he'd probably have you know, $600, $700 million, right? That's many lifetimes to live and be comfortable, eat healthy, chill out. But he actually acts real crazy. Like he's just doing silly ass shit, right? For LeBron to ban you, like that's just wild as hell. But what's even crazier is J.P. Morgan Chase Bank Chase fucking bank has now banned Kanye, the Yeezy brand, from doing business with them. Because he went on that Jewish shit rant. And, you know, he's going to really realize, man, he's fighting the wrong fight. You know, and he believes in what he believes in, but I don't think he understands that he ain't playing with the full deck, right? The elevator really don't go to the top floor. It, it just don't. And I just don't think he really gets that. And when you talk around to people who have been around him all his life and really know the real him, whether he's had a change, he wants to change, whatever, he's not going to have anybody who's going to talk any sense to him. Everyone that's around him right now, currently at this moment, are people who are yes men. And one thing I continue to hear him say is, 
I am not going to take advice from somebody who's broken than me. I refuse to listen to somebody who has less money than me. Shit is crazy. My fucking golf coach has less money than me. Doesn't mean anything. I love that guy to death. Ron's a fucking amazing person. Teaches me a bunch of shit. My business manager fucking represents Sam Smith and so many fucking gigantic monster people. Cuddy, just, dude, (laughs) many billionaires has less money than me. Amazing fucking person has given me the best advice in the world. There's so many people who are so crucial in my life. And it's just nuts that this fucking dude really doesn't understand basic math and basic shit. It's just fucking, you, you have to watch this video of the Good Morning Donda song. And it's crazy because school's not accredited. So it's over 100K a year in salary. If you're on scholarship, it's like 15K a year. Again, let me repeat that. It's not accredited. So what are you gonna do when you go to college? You're gonna submit a fucking, you know, your grades and whatever SAT score. And then be like, oh, you didn't go to high school. It ain't even fucking GED level. It's just some bullshit. But I really think, man, this black, look, I don't give a fuck how much money he has. This black ball shit really, he's been banned from fucking Twitter, been banned from fucking Instagram. Or he's been temporarily disabled. I think it's going to get worse and worse. And I just I just think he's, you know, it, it's just bad. So, it's fucking stupid, man. Just fucking sad. Meanwhile, Cuddy's flourishing. He's having a great time. He's doing his thing. I'm fucking excited to fucking spend the next six days with him. Cuddy DM'd Tony Hawk. And Tony Hawk replied. And he's like, I want to learn how to skate. And Tony Hawk actually gave this motherfucker Kid Cuddy lessons. He built a ramp. Like, this is crazy. Like, Cuddy's fucking all the way in now. He loves skating, you know. I can't wait till he figures out that once Cuddy swings a golf club, his life will change for real. And it's crazy because he announced that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have him anymore to make any more albums or new, new music. And he doesn't want to anymore. And shit, good for him. So, anyways, I'm excited for this fucking trip to Japan. Oh, yeah. Played Industry Hills golf course. Played the Ike course on Tuesday. I was on a super follower spaces chat. And these three Korean dudes, they listen to the podcast. They're BTB Army super followers. They're very, very great supporters. One of them I know for a fact that my coach has seen hit mid-70s, high-70s at a a local golf course here, municipal course. Still, you know, still a muni course, still 72. You still got to make the shots. And they told me they shot in the 90s at Industry Hills, and it just made no sense to me. I haven't shot in the 70s yet, right? I shot a 74 at a par 68. That don't count, right? And um, I still made the shots again. Yeah, this 5,200-yard course. So I was like playing for the women's tees at a really long course. But again, you still got to make the shots. It's not easy. Still doesn't count for, for me, you know, breaking 80 to me. But you know, I've shot some amazing scores and I shot a 91 and, and, and a 91 there to me just killed me. And you want to know why? The average PGA Tour player puts right around 29 to 30 times around. That's how many putts the average PGA Tour, I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about the real PGA Tour. The only thing that I'm really good at is putting. I flex that because it's something to be proud of. 
That's what gets you in. That's what keeps you in contention. That's what wins. That's how you win the Masters. That's how you win any fucking real match. I think I've been challenged enough playing shitty greens. And for the first 12 to 15 rounds of golf that I played, I three-putt one time. And I was putting 27 and a half, 28 times a round. So that means I was putting better than 90% of the fucking PGA Tour. The number one putter in the fucking PGA is like putting like 26.8 or 27 times. And actually, no, I'm sorry, like 27 times. I had more three putts in my front nine than I had in the previous 20 rounds combined. I putted 41 fucking times. I put it 11 times more than I usually put. I want to even say 12 times. So let's just take away those 12 strokes. That's a 79 right there. I'm shitty ass, bullshit ass greens. Tough fucking course. I ain't gonna lie to you. Very challenging. You know what? More course management. Because my driver worked. Got on the fairways. Made GIRs. Just fucking putt like shit. So I believe those dudes now. And uh, that just makes me want to come back and fucking kick some ass there. Tiger Woods even said the course was hard. That's fucked up, right? But I'm definitely going back to Industry Hills. It was something about it. Just fucking that drive was a fucking brutal. Man. It was an hour and 20 minutes. But that place could be such a fucking gem if they took care, better care of that place. But that last hole is like, motherfucker, man. It was just, man, god damn. It was like 620 yard par five. Playing from the tips is definitely a different thing. But yeah, man. Hey, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. I uh, finally showed the final stock images of my Bosch glasses, my collaboration with James Oro. A lot of stupid-ass opinion. Well, I'm sorry. No. I mean, like five or six people had the stupid-ass opinion. But you know what? I have not seen a reaction on a collaboration or a thing that I designed all like that since the money counter or maybe my gold fridge or something. But this was like, yo, there ain't that many. You know what I'm saying? There's just barely 200 in each color. This shit is about to be gone like fast. So don't forget, guys, it drops 5 or 5.30 p.m. Pacific time next Thursday. So a week from today, those Bosch glasses drop. They're 195 I was blessing motherfuckers with that price because I wanted to make them 375 and that would have been fair for the level of quality, how sturdy, how thick they are, how nice these are. I got prescription lenses going in mind right now. They're going to be in time for this trip, but I love them. They're fucking amazing. I literally, literally, literally love those glasses. They're so fucking good. So anyways, guys, that is it. Um, I got some more shit coming up. I'll talk about it in Japan. I'm just a little fucking, what do you call it, rattled? I'm just out of it. I, I'm looking at my suitcases right now as we speak. And I just got a long ass trip and I got to think about this shit. And um, I don't know, man. You know what? Send me an email. Watch out. I'm going to fucking be on a fucking plane for fucking 14 hours. I'm hopefully, I can get at least seven hours of sleep on that plane. I'm praying to God I get at least that. Definitely taking a fucking Xanax just to fucking knock the fuck out which is prescribed for me. But, uh, you know, I hope I have a safe journey out there. I am very excited to be back in Japan to eat the fucking most bomb-ass food in the fucking world and Pocari sweat inside vending machines everywhere. And guys, that is it. Please subscribe to the show. Sorry that, you know, I went a little bit off, you know, any sort of topic except the fact that I was going through 
And I am still going through a very weird, just, I'm just, again, I'm running on E. And I need some water. I need to hydrate. I need to recalibrate the, you know, the fucking system. I need to recharge the battery, all that shit. But yeah, y'all, much love to everyone listening to this episode. Again, please, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, hit the subscribe button. I got some big news coming. I cannot fucking wait to really tell you guys about this shit because it just, again, it is life-changing. All right, y'all. That's my man, Lakey Lake, in the background. That means time is up. I will see you guys back on Monday live from Tokyo. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.